Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Well, hello and welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio. I'm your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from New Orleans. A uh, big thank you to the uh, uh, now almost thousands of listeners we have. Uh, keep telling your friends and associates. Uh, we also appreciate all the encouraging emails about the show and what uh, our listeners are getting out of it. I want to uh, say thanks in advance to our sponsors, uh, Genie Lift, the Terex company, as well as our guest today, uh, GT Bates Insurance Group. Remember, you can always listen on demand after the show. And as always, please let me know if there's a certain guest or subject you'd like to have on the show and I'll do my best to get them. We have some good ones coming up in the weeks to come. And remember, this show's for you. And my email address, rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Uh, today's show is about equipment protection and having the right coverage as advertised. Uh, we had initially said that uh, Mr. Jim uh, Ricker would be our uh, guest today. Uh, he's a little bit under the weather, so we have the pleasure of having his daughter today. Uh, so my guest today is Ms. Jamie Bates. Jamie Bates is Chief Executive Officer for J.T. Bates Insurance Group, an insurance agency serving the equipment and material handling industries for more than 30 years. Jamie leads overall operations and senior staff activities. She also steers J.T. Bates Insurance Group's national business development initiatives by developing new risk management products that protect equipment and enhance profitability for dealers. As a result of her leadership, J.T. Bates Insurance Group has received the Fast 50 Award from Business First for two consecutive years. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I also want to let you know you're my first female guest, so this is a milestone for me, and I really appreciate you being here. So, uh, Jamie, let's jump right in. We have a lot to cover in an hour. Uh, Jamie, a, a typical rental company or dealer requires a number of different types of insurance coverages, namely uh, GL, Inland Marine for their umbrella protection, or excuse me, their equipment protection, uh, auto policies for trucks and trailers, workers' comp, an umbrella, and building and contents. So it's my understanding that your company has a real specialty product that focuses in on risk management products, or in other words, equipment protection, and not all the other insurance products needed by equipment owners and users. Am I correct? Yes, absolutely. We are in a niche market for sure with the rental equipment protection, uh, which is similar to a damage waiver or loss damage waiver that's very common within our industry. Uh, but with much better coverages and more comprehensive coverages to protect the equipment dealer and the customer. Great. So uh, let's start off by telling us a little bit about your background and your company. Great. Well, thank you so much. Uh, so Jim Ricker, who was supposed to be on today, he is our founder and, as you mentioned, also my father. Uh, he has been in the industry for 35 years. He has experienced serving the needs of the equipment industry that long. So I've had the opportunity to work alongside him for the past 13 years, uh, but really it feels more like I've been training for this work for my whole life. Uh, I started working in, in, in his office as a 
as a young, you know, young adult or young child filing papers and organizing applications for him since I could basically sort alphabetically. So, uh, but I started working in Jim's consulting firm in 2006, where he taught me about the insurance needs of the dealers in our industry. His firm works alongside the dealers to ensure their policies actually protect their businesses because not all insurance policies are built the same. Uh, That means that some of them are limited to what the individual carrier can provide. And so the agent has to sell to those limitations. And unfortunately, that can leave the care, excuse me, leave the dealer uh, underinsured in areas where they're vulnerable and perhaps overinsured in areas um, that are of little consequence to them. So he reviews their current policies as well as coordinates all the uh, presenting agents to make sure they're all working with the same insurance. Uh, excuse me, information to ensure when the renewal time comes, the dealer's able to compare programs in totality, not just the bottom line, which at times can be deceiving, unfortunately. In 2008, though, when the the uh, economic climate changed, many of the equipment dealers' customers turned to rental in order to conserve cash flow. Uh, at the time, some dealers were offering a damage waiver or a loss damage waiver, often called LDW, to protect against some damages, but it was very limited. Maybe fire, theft, and vandalism would be covered. But with rental on the rise, it was obvious there needed to be a better solution. And so Jim saw a need for a comprehensive damage waiver that would truly protect the equipment while it's out on rent and subsequently protect the livelihood of the dealership. So he went out to the insurance carriers he had worked with for years at this point and developed a program that would do just that. So because of the often negative connotation that loss damage waiver invokes within the industry, we call ours rental equipment protection or REP. Now, REP is a comprehensive damage waiver that protects rental equipment while it's on rent to ensure the dealer has the funds needed to repair their equipment and get it back in their fleet. In addition to the consulting and rental equipment protection, which are really our niche areas as a company, we started to see a need for a better way to protect all areas of equipment dealers as a whole. So we developed some other risk management products to enhance the the overall business. Uh, Rental equipment protection, which we've mentioned, but also physical damage protection for leased equipment, extended warranty for equipment that's sold, cyber insurance, and also our certificate management services. But ultimately, our mission statement is to be the number one equipment dealer solutions provider by fostering relationships and providing superior risk management products. And that's what we strive to do every day. Great. So, so these problems, uh, excuse me, your programs are not only for rental companies, but for equipment dealers who also rent equipment and sometimes are involved with leasing back to rental companies at the same time, right? Absolutely. All of those transactions within an equipment dealer or rental house's um, operations, we have a lot of different risk management products to be able to support them. So we have obviously for the rental side, the damage waiver, rental equipment protection, but like you mentioned, for any sort of long-term leasing that a dealership may uh, may offer to their customers, we have um, a program very similar to our rental equipment protection with similar com- comprehensive coverages. But we also have uh, the extended warranty, which, you know, that's uh, whenever selling new or used equipment, there's oftentimes an, off- uh, an opportunity to be able to add on to that sale with that. And, and the certificate tracking, uh, as we talk more and we get more into details about what 
the dealer should be looking for and the rental facility should be looking for when they're renting to their customers. There's a real need for those certificates of insurance that they request to be managed, and that's another area we're able to help. Right. And so, in general, as we talk about risk management for the equipment industry, what are the options uh, available to either a rental company or an equipment dealer? Sure. So, all dealers face the dilemma of how to protect their equipment while it's out on rent. They'll weigh the risk of sending it out uninsured and pray it comes back in one piece. Others are more risk-averse and see an opportunity to add value uh, that may and they may choose to offer some variation of a damage waiver. So there's really three ways that dealers handle the protection of their rental equipment. Some put the responsibility on the customer to provide insurance. Some rely on their own business insurance as a backup, and others will offer some variation of a damage waiver. And inside inside that damage waiver option, there are two ways really to proceed. One is a self-insured damage waiver route, uh, and I'll explain a little bit more about that in a minute. And then the other is an insurance-backed damage waiver. So uh, I'll kind of go into each one in a little bit more detail, and please feel free to interrupt me if you have any questions along the way. I don't want to, uh, you know, just lecture y'all with, with the information. But At that, I'm going to break back to Voice America and take a breather. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. This is Rental Equip Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. 
Now, back to this week's program. And we're back. No, I, think, I think that so many uh, rental houses feel like they are protected. And in previous conversations in preparation for the show, I found out that we really ain't. And yeah. <laughs> so I think it's real important for you to go into the detail of, uh, of how policies are written and what's covered and what's not. Great. Well, then you're in for a treat because I have all that information for you. Um, and that is true that a lot of dealers feel like they have all of the um, protections that they need and, and they don't need any help in that area that they have it, they have it worked out. And, and there's a very good, there's a possibility that, you know, that that is the case. But in many cases, questions haven't been addressed or issues haven't been addressed where there could be some exposures. And so, um, so we'll start with the customer responsibility side of it. So the dealership um, looks to the customer to provide a certificate of insurance to show that they have proof of physical damage coverage. And, you know, oftentimes we hear the dealer, okay, I got a certificate of insurance. Great. You have one in hand, but do you know how to read it? Do you really know what it is that your, you know, that your customer has coverage for and how you as a dealer would be uh, protected because that information can be missing from the certificate if it's not viewed properly. We've had dealers say, yes, we get those and we go ahead and file them, but they don't really have someone on staff who really understands uh, what they're looking at and what the, what that information really means to them. So and all the certificates are different. So, you know, sometimes it'll list physical damage coverage or it'll say rented leased equipment coverage or it'll say pro- personal property. And so there's just, there's a, you know, the, those pieces can really cause confusion when the certificate comes in. So it's important. We really recommend that if you're going to manage, if a dealership is going to manage those certificates in-house, that they really should have somebody on staff to manage them who understands what they're looking for. Um, and, and, you know, because a lot of times the coverages, as I mentioned, may not be clear on what's actually going to be covered. It'll say, it may say physical damage coverage uh, or rent and lease equipment coverage, but it doesn't list out what that means. And insurance policies across the board can be built in very different ways. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, lost damage waiver used to be fire, theft, and vandalism. If a policy is not written uh, with something called all-risk coverage uh, versus a named peril, so I'll explain that a little bit. Uh, Named peril on an insurance policy means that whatever is listed is what's covered. Anything that falls outside of that list will not be covered. And so it's very restricted and limited. Uh, All risk coverage means that unless it's specifically stated as excluded, then it would be covered. So much broader, much more comprehensive, and not Total, not very typical within insurance in general. Uh, those types of policies are uh, not as easy to come by. And so, uh, and as I share a little more about the rental equipment protection program that we have, I'll explain a little how ours is built, but ours is built with that all-risk coverage. And, so when Jamie, you if, search, if, I'm sorry. Yes. if I can just interject something for a second, you know, having a certificate in hand is one thing, and everybody's happy until something goes wrong. Correct. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's that's why we put so much emphasis on making sure that you actually know what's on those certificates. Because a, another example is a certificate could expire while the equipment 
is out on rent. So it's really important if you're going to rely on your customer's certificate of insurance that you put a lot, that a dealership puts a lot of um, emphasis on actually managing those certificates. So while the equipment is out on rent, having a reminder of some sort that lets the dealer know that the, the certificate is expiring so that they know to then go and renew the certificate. Um, their deductibles could be very high, which really means that they're self-insured. So then when there's an accident and the equipment is damaged, if their limit is at $50,000, it doesn't really matter if they have insurance if the damage was 25000 The dealership's going to be responsible to go back to the customer and try to recoup those funds. So um, those are things definitely to, to keep in mind. Another piece is we recommend that a dealer make sure that they're listed as a loss payee on the certificate because if they aren't, and there's damages done to the equipment, uh, the insurance company, the customer's insurance company may settle and pay the damages, but then the check goes to the customer, and then you, the dealer then has the, you know, the added um, difficulty of trying to collect those funds, whereas if they're listed as a lost payee, uh, their name is on the check, and they have to also endorse it, which means they have a better chance of getting that settlement or the, the damages reimbursed quicker. Um, so there's a lot that all of that to say, there's a lot to be aware of and being cautious of with a certificate of insurance. If you don't know how to review it and you're not sure of the, the information that's being, uh, included on it, it can, it can really make or break whether or not you're actually covered. So well, our recommendation, should, oh, go ahead. And what, while we, while we're talking about that, be it the rental company, um, or the customer who's provided the insurance certificate, typically policies have deductibles. And so when settlements come, who ends up being responsible for the deductibles? So that that would ultimately be the customer would have to be responsible for that deductible. So not only would they receive a check from potentially the insurance company, but that, in, like as you mentioned, the insurance company will deduct the customer's deductible from their insurance policy, so then they still need to recoup those dollars from the customer as well separately. Wow. I, I think that's something that a lot of folks don't really realize and need to go back and read the fine print in their policies, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it's just, it adds more, you have, you have a, you know, a dealership has a team of people who are supposed to be focusing in on the rental process, right? That's they're they're selling their equipment. They're they're working with their their customers to rent equipment, and then you throw a claim in there that's not being managed properly with a good insurance policy, and you've you know you have a ton you know more um, hands touching it and having to deal with a lot more in the process. So it can be a real headache for sure. Yeah, and, and so uh, talk a little bit more about this. Uh, I would call it the backup insurance for damage waiver. Is, is, am I right in, in approaching it that way? Uh, so you mean the, the, right, the insurance that backs a damage waiver. Um, right. So, so oftentimes we'll see damage waiver or we'll see dealerships that will try to self-insure their damage waiver. Uh, so that means that they charge their customer a fee for the 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 damage the waiver of responsibility for any damages done to the equipment, 
And so the dealership will collect that money and they will hold it and typically put it in some sort of reserve bucket to make sure that if, if anything ever happens to the equipment while it's out on rent, that they can pull from that bucket. And there's a lot of uh, issues that kind of go with that because obviously, you know, you're pulling from that reserve. You may not have enough in that reserve to technically pay for whatever damages come down the line, which can um, obviously create a deficit in the bottom line. Uh, But there's also a lot that goes into that as far as whether or not a dealership really can legally do that because you can't sell insurance unless you are, um, unless you're, properly licensed to do so. So there's, there's a lot to, uh, a lot to be said about trying to self-insure just to save some dollars on an insurance policy. So, um, it's, it's important at that point to anticipate and expect losses and expenses. Um, they should expect to have to pay out of that, that reserve and not just anticipate that it would be some sort of, um, uh, profit at the end of, you know, at the end of the year. And there have been rental facilities that have tried to utilize this option and ultimately ended up getting into a lot of trouble because they didn't really offer anything with that product. And so, uh, the, like the coverages weren't there. So they would say that they would cover you if you damaged the piece of equipment while it was out on rent. But ultimately, in the end, they had found a way in the fine print to make it so that it wasn't actually covered. So this all leads into the importance of having a uh, damage waiver that's going to be backed properly by an insurance policy. And so dealers in this instance with a, with a, an insurance backed damage waiver, the dealer purchases a policy through an insurance company that underwrites the damage waiver. So, that way, they're not selling insurance. They're not um, they're not responsible for the damages when the equipment comes back, and the customer has you know either put it in a lake or rolled it down a hill or something has dropped on it and, and those sort of things that they can then submit it into their insurance policy into their insurance company, and that that claim would be settled by the insurance company, which is separate from their business policy, and that's. I think that's important to uh, to mention as well because one of the things that we try to do with this is you want as a dealership a dealership wants to protect their business policy at all costs. We don't want them to have to ever you know file a policy or excuse me file a claim against that policy if, if it's not necessary. And on the rental side, if they have rental equipment protection or an insurance backed damage waiver, they they don't have to do that. They would not. They wouldn't have to put it against their business policy. They would be submitting it separately to another insurance um, insurance program. Okay. So uh, continuing with with that thought, uh, pros and cons of damage waiver and subject of damage waiver always, uh, unfortunately, uh, hurts comes up. And uh, so, can you talk a little bit about the legal concerns of of the selling the damage waiver? And does the dealership need to know or haven't place before selling damage waiver? Sure. So Hertz lawsuit is a great one that we often use as um, a, a way to educate our dealers as they look to the possibility of self-insuring a damage waiver in-house. And that's exactly what Hertz had done. They had a self-insured program and their customers would 
pay for it and take the equipment and assume that if something happened to it, they would bring it back and it would be taken care of. Unfortunately, as I mentioned before, the policy or excuse me, the rental agreement was set up in a way where there were um, some fine print that basically wrote out every possible damage that could have occurred. And so they were, um, they were, there was litigation against them for what they called illusory benefits, meaning there just wasn't any protection there. There were no actual benefits to the, to the program, the damage waiver for the customer. And so over 700,000 plaintiffs came out for this lawsuit and Hertz ended up settling out of court but ultimately it cost them greatly because they didn't have, uh, they didn't, it, and, it, and it could have been prevented if they had had something uh, in place that was actually backing their program. But it's something that's important to remember is that it's illegal to sell insurance without a license. So dealers need to be really careful and specific about how they talk about a damage waiver and that damage waiver isn't insurance uh, because uh, there, you mix in words like policy and deductibles and that sort of thing when you're self-insuring a damage waiver. And although they don't feel like they are acting as an insurance company or an insurance carrier, they're collecting funds and then they're offering protection. And so it can very easily, the lines can be blurred and appear more as insurance. So they need to be really careful about that. And many firms are getting into legal trouble because their damage waivers that they're selling don't actually cover anything. So, of course, if you're selling a damage waiver and you have no, you have no net, you have no insurance program that's actually going to cover what you're selling to your customer, there's the potential there that if you gave too many, you know, too many benefits, too, many, too much coverage, that you could potentially, a dealer could potentially end up upside down and not actually have any um, not have the funds there to actually cover the equipment. And so how they mitigate that is by really not offering much of anything in the way of protection with the program. And so they'll limit the actual coverage or the types of damages that are actually covered in order to reduce that risk. And so, so yeah, so as I mean, I, I think every the listeners would be convinced that uh, it's important to have an insurance company backing your damage waiver. What are some of the key ingredients that need to be in that policy referencing damage waiver? Absolutely. That's great. That's a great question because they aren't all built the same. There are um, a few different damage waivers that are available in the industry, uh, but they are not, they don't, they don't look the same for certain. So, a couple of the things that we've already talked about is uh, all risk versus named peril. If you, if a dealer goes with a insurance with an insurance backed damage waiver, they want to make sure that that program has all risk coverage. So, meaning that uh, if it's not listed as excluded, then it's included. And the things that should typically be on that exclusion list should be limited to things like wear and tear, uh, mechanical breakdown, uh, missing, excuse me, uh, mysterious disappearance, which is not theft. It's, it literally just went missing and there's no explanation and, and a police report can't be filed. So very limited exclusions on an all-risk type policy. Uh, we're looking for lower deductibles. So there should be deductible because we want the customer to have some skin in the game. They don't just take a piece of equipment and pay a small fee and then they can go and, you know, 
play demolition derby with a piece of equipment. We want them to know that they're still they're still responsible to take care of the equipment while it's out. So, for instance, with ours, we we have a cap of twenty five hundred dollar uh, deductible, and and that's the deductible that a dealer could pass on to the customer in the way of sort of like their contribution to the program um, if if ever there's damages done to the equipment. Um, something else that's important is replacement costs versus versus an actual cash cash value. So most policies are set up with an actual cash value, which means they take that piece of equipment, they see how old it is, how many hours have it's been used, and that assess the equipment accordingly. And then they calculate an actual cash value uh, that that factors in a depreciation. With replacement costs, if the equipment is five years old or newer, uh, in, in the case of our policy, um, you, you have replacement costs. So that means that if you have a three-year-old piece of equipment and someone rolls it down a hill and totals it or it's been stolen, you would be, a dealership would be made whole with a brand new piece of equipment. And so those, those types of pieces really make a, a policy stand out over another. Another piece is subrogate, waiver of subrogation, which means that a customer's insurance company is not going to ultimately get a call from uh, the damage waiver insurance company to say, you need to repay this, you know, this claim, because the, the intention of the policy is to be a standalone where it doesn't affect the customer's insurance, it doesn't affect the dealer's insurance. So those All right, are Jamie, I, yeah, really I'm going to... I'm going to hold you right there. We're going to come back to that subject because I think that that whole matter of subrogation is very, very important. And uh, so we're going to give you a chance to catch your breath and break back to Voice America for a break. And we'll be back. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. 
Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. This is Rental Equip Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we're back. And our guest today is Miss Jamie Bates. Uh, she's the CEO of JT Bates Insurance Group. We are talking about specifically coverage on equipment and uh, so that I don't rush this at the end of the show uh, I'd love for Jamie to tell us a little bit more about uh, their company and how to get in touch with them great yeah absolutely so we have a we have a website it's jtbatesgroup.com and uh, if you go out there you can see a lot more information about our products and our programs uh, I'm well I'm happy to take any calls from anyone who has questions we'd love to educate our just the industry in general uh, and my number is 614-284-3810 very good and so uh jamie we were talking about subrogation as we before the the break and also some actual cash value versus uh replacement costs go into a little bit more detail about that if you would please Sure, absolutely. So with waiver of subrogation, it's something, you know, I often use examples of areas that we utilize in our in our personal lives. So when you, with your auto insurance, if you get into a car accident and it's your fault, you, you, you know, exchange information with the other driver, the driver submits the claim to their own insurance policy typically, and then that insurance company, knowing that you are at fault, will come to your insurance and ask for them to reimburse whatever damages they paid out for the vehicle to be repaired. And so very similar in the equipment industry as well. If, for instance, a dealer is using their own insurance to uh, protect the equipment and the equipment is damaged, they could potentially file the, the claim with their own insurance and then try to subrogate against the customer in order to reimburse uh, for the for the damages done to the equipment. Uh, one of the things that we pride ourselves on within rental equipment protection specifically, and what we encourage when you're looking for it, when a dealer is looking for a damage waiver, is to get one that has a waiver of subrogation. The, there's a great value add with that to your to the customer because they're the intention of the program is to protect their policy, their business, their livelihood, and also to protect the dealer's business policy as well. And so as a standalone, uh, a standalone program, rental equipment protection functions in that manner. So the, the equipment is damaged, a claim is submitted, and it all happens when, with inside that policy and, and doesn't affect the other policies, which is a great, it's a huge benefit. All right, so I want to ask you a twofold question. Number one, what makes uh, someone choose uh, to partner with JT Bates Insurance Group over others? And at the same time, how did you develop these products specifically for the equipment industry? Sure. So I think I think one of the things that's really great about working with JT Bates Insurance Group specifically over 
some uh, some other insurance companies or, or firms is that we're about the relationship with the with the dealership and with the rental houses that we work with, and our products reflect that. We developed our products specifically for equipment dealers, for the rental industry and their customers to help their businesses run smoothly and help pave the way for future growth. We didn't develop these as just an in general type policy and we're trying to plug it in, you know, to to a certain industry or a you know round peg into a square hole or whatnot. We're it was developed specifically uh, with them in mind. And our risk management products are better than any other products out there because Jim specifically, as he's developed a lot of them, uh, and 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 with me coming alongside him as well as we've grown the business, we really focused in on what mattered to the dealers and to the rental houses, what their needs specifically were, so that we could we could build products that would truly benefit them. Like I mentioned earlier about how some insurance policies have limitations just by the way that they were built within the insurance companies. Uh, because they weren't built specifically for our, maybe even our, our, our dealers, um, you know, that, that can leave gaps. So we intentionally build them specific to, to this industry. And, um, our risk management, the other parts of our risk management products, like straight docs, for instance, we've talked a little bit about certificate management, but we have an entire full service program where we have administrators who are assigned to our dealers to understand their business, understand their requirements that they need when it comes to insurance, and they review and 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 manage all of the certificates of insurance that come into to their dealership. So they submit them to us. We review them, make sure the requirements are met, and then we, if they're not, we work with the insurance companies to verify and make sure that they're there. And then housing them all in a web portal that's available to the dealers to view and also being able to integrate into their rental systems as well. So we're always looking for ways to connect better within the rental dealers and the rental industry and the way that they do their process, their business processes in-house. Um, and we, I, like I mentioned, we, we, we partner with our clients. We view them as strategic partners. It's actually interesting as we built this part of the, the, the business back in 2008, we, we worked very closely with one of our dealers in particular and really, uh, and, and, and others as we went to really get an idea of what they, what they saw their needs were, what their pain points were as we developed the certificate management system and the other products that we, that we provide. I see. So I have two technical questions before I get back to another one, but what is the difference between admitted and non-admitted paper? So in the insurance, within insurance, insurance can be written on either one of those, non-admitted or admitted paper. Uh, if it's non-admitted paper, the company uh, and the company, the insurance company goes out of business. The insured, the dealer, the customer is is left exposed because there's nothing that is protecting them. But with an admitted paper, the dealer is protected because the claim will be paid regardless because it's, that means that the insurance company is backed by the insurance commission. So they, they are protected within, uh, within that gov- within that agency to be able to make sure that their insurance, if there's an insurance claim or whatever, they're made whole, even though that the insurance company may have um, may have gone out of business. And typically, 
there's always fine printed policies, and I don't think anybody reads the whole thing from from cover to back. But uh, and you touched on this earlier, but I'd like you to talk a little bit more about all risks versus named perils. Sure. So with named perils is a, is a great just a great follow up and reminder of this because it is important. It makes a very big difference when you have an insurance policy, and it's important for the dealer to understand what exactly is going to be covered. So with a named peril policy, what is covered, uh, what, what is listed is all that is covered. And so oftentimes, those are very, it's a very limited list. And so anything that falls outside of that list won't be covered. So as an example, we've had a dealer who has contacted us and said, uh, I have, um, before, before rental equipment protection, they had a piece of equipment that was out on rent. And the uh, customer ran over a piece of rebar. It punctured an oil pan. The oil, you know, all the oil leaked out and it burnt up the engine. Well, because that wasn't specifically stated on a named peril policy as something that would be covered, it wasn't covered. But on an all-risk policy, which is when whatever is um, excluded are the only exclusions, uh, that would be something that would be covered. So, um, you know, the engine burning up, however that happened, would be covered. So uh, it's important to notice that the difference between those two for that very reason. It, it's a, a simple claim that could have been covered may very well be excluded just because it wasn't specifically stated as included on the policy. I see. So I want to talk about uh, profit enhancing for a moment. And so risk management is often perceived as a a cost control measure. Uh, But do you think it can be a profit enhancer? Yeah, absolutely. So the essence of risk management is to put measures in place to reduce, reduce the risk. And sometimes those measures deplete profits instead of enhancing them. But for instance, with a program uh, that rental equipment, um, excuse me, without a program like rental equipment protection, dealers oftentimes will have to turn customers away because they don't have, if they come in and they don't have a certificate of insurance and the proper coverages, well then, you know, there's a good possibility the dealer, if they are trying to reduce their risks, uh, will turn that customer away and say that they cannot rent to them. And so really turning away a, a fairly good portion of potential clients that just don't have the, you know, the, the appropriate insurance protection in place. And so that's one way uh, for sure that that can be, um, that that can reduce, you know, reduce the profit. This is, this is, I mean, it's wise to do that. That's a, when you don't have any other alternatives, but when a dealer has the opportunity to add value to a rental by offering a program like rental equipment protection, it increases the customer's experience with the dealer and ensures the equipment will be made whole if damaged. And also, we often hear stories from dealers who have had perfectly good customer relationships, and because of damage done to equipment and an accident that's happened, the process of collecting repair costs causes conflict, sometimes ends up in court because they weren't, you know, the customer says, I didn't do that, that that damage was already there, or I don't know how that happened, but it didn't happen, you know, while I had it on rent, and so there can be you know, conflict back and forth about who's responsible and who should be covering it. And then you ultimately end up potentially ruining a relationship with a customer that could have been one you could have had for years. And on top of that, 
there's room with a damage waiver rental with rental equipment protection specifically to add to their bottom line. So um, it definitely can be used as a profit enhancer for sure. Yeah. So uh, on, a, on a day-to-day basis, outside of having uh, an insurance policy to back up damage waiver, what what can a rental operator do to uh, prepare for, uh, let me just say, a, a pending claim? Is it uh, to have good maintenance records, to have proper instruction uh, when the equipment goes out on rent? And I know you guys have probably been through some claims along the way. So what are the, some of the key factors mm-hmm. there? So ways to reduce the risk when the equipment is out on rent, uh, training is really important. Having the customers, the operators, making sure and verifying that they have the appropriate training to operate the equipment. We had a uh, dealer who submitted a claim to us where a customer's um, son had taken the piece and accidentally rolled it off of a an embankment and into a ravine. And, um, you know, obviously knowing that they have proper uh, training and understanding of how they use the equipment can, can eliminate some of that as well. Um, mani- managing or maintaining um, service records and service logs are very helpful as well. Taking pictures before and after the equipment is out on rent really helps for a dealer's sake to be able to communicate with a customer. This is what it looked like before it went out. This is what it looks like now. Uh, also, any sort of GPS or locate, equipment locating systems that can be put on equipment can help reduce the risk of theft and and being able and, and when stolen, being able to relocate it as well. At that, I'm going to break back to Voice America and take a breather. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website, at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE boom lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. 
The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE boom lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit GenieLift.com. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we're back uh, without naming names, of course. Uh, tell me about uh, maybe one of the most major claims you've had. I mean, You've got a $30,000 piece of equipment. You've got a $300,000 piece of equipment. And give me an incident of a, of a claim and how your company came to the rescue, and they were so glad that they had your, your coverage. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So the one I was kind of explaining before is a great example as well of even on top of what we cover, but the uh, extension or the um, – the added value to the program as well. So the equipment had, like I mentioned, had gone off of an embankment and into a ravine and ended up embedded in mud. It rained shortly after uh, it fell, and then we had to wait for some of the, the water to recede and everything. But the question became, how do we get this piece of equipment out of this ravine? Uh, it, they had been clearing a piece of property that was surrounded by property, and so there was no real way to get into uh, to the area to be able to retrieve the equipment. So a couple of things had been kind of discussed about possibly cutting a road into the area to get the piece out, and another was to potentially bring a helicopter in uh, to pull that piece out of the ravine. But that had some, you know, presented its own set of issues because they weren't sure how far embedded it was and how much weight it would take. And so the helicopter idea um, quickly went to the wayside. But they did end up cutting a road in to retrieve the equipment. And our policy covers and um, and offers some protection for debris removal and retrieval and that sort of thing. So we were able to help on top of being able to to repair the equipment, but we were able to help them as they went to get that piece of equipment. But we also, we had a, um, a couple of years ago, had a, a large excavator that was being loaded on the back of a flatbed truck. And the operator, it's, you know, it's a, it's a very delicate uh, maneuver and the operator accidentally was too far to one side and the excavator fell off the side of the flatbed truck, uh, broke the arm of the excavator, I believe also broke the arm of the operator. Uh, that's not something that we would cover, but, but we did cover the arm of the excavator and we, they were able to get the equipment back out and rent it again very quickly. Um, we've got all kinds of stories like that, though, where equipment's ended up in lakes or bodies of water. That, that one can oftentimes be excluded on insurance policies because we've had dealers say, well, that's submersion, that's not flood. But as far as we are concerned and our policy is concerned, that if your equipment takes on water, that is a flood. So uh, we've pulled quite a few of those from, um, from muddy waters and, and repaired them and got them back out on rent as well. And, and if someone had, in fact, uh, a customer provided a certificate of insurance, which becomes the, the primary policy? Uh, is it theirs and then and the yours kicks in after, or how does that exactly work? 
No, so rental equipment protection would be the primary insurance. So if the customer comes in to rent a piece of equipment and agrees to the the rental equipment protection to waive their responsibility to the damages and pays the the fee for the for the program, uh, that would act as their primary insurance for the physical damage done to the equipment. And so, like I mentioned before, our, we really want to separate this protection from their policy to really protect their policy from potentially uh, increased premiums or maybe even not being renewed with the way the market is right now. They're really, they're really careful about who they're putting on their policies because they're trying to control risk. So uh, we want to do the same. We want to, we want to protect their policies at all, at all costs. Right. So companies typically have a, uh, good CPA, they have a good attorney on staff, they typically have an insurance agent that they've been working with for uh, quite some time. How do you guys interact with someone who's been providing all the other coverages, the GL, the comp, the auto, et cetera, uh, to to have this uh, uh, part of the Inland Marine policy or a backup to Inland Marine? How does does all that work? And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I may be stepping on some toes there, but uh, I'm just just curious because it's a different product. Can you go into mm-hmm. that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great question because I'm sure that that can make some people kind of nervous, especially when they have their favorite insurance agent that handles their business policy or, or you know, they have their legal team and that sort of thing that handle all the other aspects of their business. We love to come alongside the insurance agent that's already working with the dealer. We We have a specialty product. We we are in a niche market of insurance. And so we have several agents and brokers that we work with throughout the country who are in with our dealerships working on their workers' comp or their business policies or their property uh, liability or their liability or auto or whatever. And we walk alongside them because our program just enhances the, pro- the the policies that are already in place. And, and by that, I mean um, specifically with business policy on the, on the side where their, their rental equipment fleet or, or their fleet in general, their inventory is being protected on a property policy. A lot of times if they can show that a large, a large portion of their rental equipment is being protected on another policy under rental equipment protection, that reduces, if there's, if there's audits, sometimes the policies will be audited monthly or annually, it reduces the, uh, the value of the inventory on that policy, which then in turn oftentimes decreases the overall premium. And so we love to work with other, with other agents and brokers to see how best we can fit REP into the mix with their other policies because there's a great value to that as well. Well, and, and I've been involved with, with policies that have audit, and then there's a non-audit policy also. Typically, uh, sometimes a, a way to get in the door the first year, in, in fact, uh, how typically do you all handle the, the audit? Uh, obviously, based on revenue. So the, the audit is more on the business policy side uh, as far as what their, the value of the equipment is. And so that's something that they would work with their insurance agent and their carrier to determine uh, at the time of audit. But basically what they would have to do is say, you know, if we have $100 million worth of uh, inventory and, you know, 
20 million of it is often out on rent and covered by rental equipment protection, which would reduce the value of their inventory down to 80 million as just as an example. And so that's what they would be able to report <clears throat> versus the total amount. And so oftentimes that will give them a break on their premium. Well, and how does that work for the equipment that's not out on rent? Is is uh, your coverage is mainly based on the fact that it's out on rent and you're protecting it once it leaves the yard? Or do you have protection for when it's uh, just sitting and waiting for that next rental? So our, our program works at, as soon as it leaves the dealership. And uh, once it once it hits the uh, really once it hits the job site. So while it's in transit, auto policies will protect it, and uh, and other and and well, the auto policy will protect it. Once it's at the job site, uh, whether it's um, you know whether it's uh, an, a vehicle for the road or if it's a piece of equipment, we'll protect it. But if it's on the property of the uh, the dealership, then it would be covered under their property policy instead of under REP. So it is important for the for the agents, I would say, to work together uh, to make sure that all the all the equipment is covered. Absolutely, yeah, and and we that's that's something that we really enjoy doing. We've been in this industry for a long time, so we know how to work with the agents. We understand the overall business and the overall policies and needs of the dealers, as we mentioned, as I mentioned earlier about Jim working, I mean, he not only worked in consulting, but long before that worked on the insurance side with, uh, with John Deere Insurance, which ultimately became Century. He's very familiar with, we're both very familiar with the, with the, in, the business insurance side of the house as well. So we, we, you know, we love to partner with the agents and the carriers to really make sure that everything is protected. Uh, for the for the dealer and their equipment. And Jamie, how far reaching uh, is your company services? Just the United States, or uh, are you limited in we, any fashion? Not really. We are national. Uh, we can we have uh, accounts from Alaska to Florida and everywhere in between, and so we don't have any limitations within the United States. Any dealerships that are uh, domiciled in the United States but potentially have locations and other parts of the, um, well, within North America, if they're in Canada or Mexico, we can, we can help protect that equipment as well, as long as they, you know, they, they maintain or function out of the United States. But we don't, we don't have a limitation. There are some carriers that have limitations on, you know, certain parts of Florida um, or in Hawaii, typically port areas and that sort of thing. But we don't, we don't have any of those on our policies. Okay. Jamie, I'm afraid we're running out of, of time. Uh, this has been very, very informative. Uh, I really want to thank you for, for being a guest on the show today. So, Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad that I got to be your first female guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, the information was certainly very informative and, and for, for both operators, and I think customers, too, should be made aware. Uh, so I'd like to thank everyone, again, for the emails. Keep them coming. Uh, remember, you can always listen on demand. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors, Jeannie and GT Bates Insurance Group. Uh, I hope some of the issues discussed today either helped or provoked some questions. I have a feeling there'll be some interesting renewals coming up. Uh, I know they opened some eyes for me. Uh, next week's show will be an open forum, and it is about the value of association memberships. There's so many to belong to. 
uh, are to choose from. So be sure to call in at 1-866-472-5790. My quote for the day, again, from Peter Drucker, a world-famous management guru. Management is doing things right. Leadership is doing the right things. If you'd like to be a guest, suggest a guest, advertise, or have a question, keep writing to me at rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Until next week, thanks for spending some of your valuable time with me today. Be safe and good renting. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com.